Hey, welcome to Shunya One, episode forty-four. Today we are talking to Akash Gyani, one of the founders of InstaMojo. Uh, InstaMojo is actually a company which has been around since two thousand twelve, and they've been in the payment space, but they've come to become a full-stack sort of platform for uh, small businesses in the country. I've actually known uh, Akash and Sampad for a while. and i think we had some really interesting conversations with akash about how they grew and what they're on to and you know what kind of challenges they face yeah the coming uh, years for them are going to be really interesting i think that this is one of the more dynamic spaces and uh, one of the spaces with the most potential in terms of like you know companies that need to be created to service it right i mean uh, at this point in time you look at most smes and they're like tally and that's it but they don't have other aspects of software that really kind of uh, make a lot of sense or that that they're really uh, deploying effectively exactly in fact they were averse to it because everything was i mean obviously most people didn't want to document what they were doing in their business but i think times are changing with uh, gst with aadhar and what not mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting times ahead for Have small businesses you registered your aadhar number yet with your mobile companies i 31st march people 31st march is approaching <laughs> but this is interesting we get into this and a lot more and also about the dark side of payments yeah uh, so it should be a fun conversation and uh, i should also say uh, congrats amit for 3 years for ivm ah yes thank you it has been 3 years it is kind of crazy Yep, and we got some feedback on that. Yes, we did. This. Actually, we had uh, so I put out a tweet saying three years of IBM and stuff like that, and it turns out that all of our guests who we've had previously all want your job, dude. Japan Vyas, <laughs> uh, Hardik Shah, Imanchu Khanna, all were like. So Japan put a message out saying that we should do a podcast with you guys reversing roles, and I'm like, how will you host? And then in response to that, everybody was like, I'll host, I'll host, I'll host. So I think Sheila. Everybody wants it. This is uh, I don't know what is that a good thing or a bad thing but we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So onward with the show then. All right. Today we have with us Akash Gyani from Insta Mojo. Welcome to the show Akash. Thank you. Happy how's to it, be here. How's it going? Welcome back to Bombay after a long time. I think you've uh, you've been a Bombay person uh, most of your life, but happened to be in Bangalore now. Fled like to Bangalore, like all the Because other Bangalore, where the tech scene is. Like all the other startups who make it big in life choose to leave their city behind. Yeah, you know those tech dreams, right? I think the only thing we figured is we want to be moving there before we become too big. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you were actually <laughs> <laughs> you were actually one of the. early folks to leave uh, not just bombay but yes malar and goregaon where <laughs> which used to be and still is my haunt so welcome to the show man i mean good to have you just want everyone to get a sense of what your story has been so far building insta mojo and obviously all the other stuff you tried before that and uh, if you could give us a background on how this journey has been uh yeah so i think insta mojo started about mid of 2012 um and prior to that so you know see personally i've always so like you know the the 3 years proud insta mojo i'd been jumping from a corporate to a startup to corporate back to a startup and so on some of a corporate job could now give me the satisfaction i wanted and the startups i was getting into never worked out but well that's part of being a startup so and that's the learning that's where you learn from that's the learning and yeah this it's always fun being there 
it's just that after a point it gets to you that you know what things are not working out how long can you keep struggling but i guess sometimes struggle is the is the fun part and so 20 mid of 2011 is you know when uh, sampad myself harshad and aditya you know got together and you're working on this startup which was helping small businesses run promotions in a very targeted hyper local sense mm-hmm. yeah and that's something which you're doing for about almost a year before we ran out of money and before we figured it's just not going anywhere you know we did a did our best went to everyone kept selling kept building something just didn't work out and one day decided to say you know what okay we made a wise choice that it's not going to work out let's let's shut this down and post that we were talking to us you know we had a good time doing it at least attempting we have a decent team over here mm-hmm. and for most startups getting a right team is it right, is the biggest right, challenge right thing, yeah. a lot of a lot of ideas don't get off the ground because there's no team in place and we thought we have something over here there's something else we can do and that's an instant mojo happened so a fascination was always about helping small businesses you know come online grow their business online and we believe india is a land of smes or micro and you know really really small smes right so there's a lot we can do for that so yeah that's that's why instant mojo started the first thing we realized is if you're an individual selling something yourself or you know if you're a small business you cannot collect payments online that's like a very very big challenge to be able to do that you have to approach a bank to get a payment gateway the bank will look at all of your documents all of your history forever mm-hmm. balance sheets and what not and then come back to you a month later saying that you're missing the following six documents yes and a few more cycles of that and they they might approve you <laughs> maybe yes and the worst part is the moment they approve you they'll throw a random api at you and say you want to go integrate <laughs> wow i mean i'd be lucky to be thrown an api from a bank <laughs> but that almost never happens <laughs> yeah so and again you know so that again puts you in a cycle you do you have a technical team in place do you want to outsource how much can you spend on it right. and one basic thing is a precondition is to be able to do any of this you have a website in the first place mm-hmm. right. and most small businesses don't have a website so how do they do it and we figured or we thought you know why can't we just let anyone share a link you could sms your customer a link you could email them and they should be able to make a payment to you right uh, that's what the basic seed of you know what we thought right and we thought okay let's give it a shot seems like a promising space seems like a big enough idea we pitched this to rajan who was uh, the md of google uh, you know who was in touch with us earlier but some of us never convinced with what we were doing before this uh, but when he heard this he said oh, you know what this makes sense right. go for it and he wrote us a small check and we were like okay finally we're in business okay so yeah that's that's how it started around mid 2012 and yeah i think things kept getting bigger over time so yeah, i i remember you guys actually started by saying uh use this social sharing service to just give away stuff uh i think it was more like a trying attempt at building a viral loop of sorts by saying you know i can just give away stuff create short links share it on twitter or anywhere else uh and then you moved into purchases and payments for only digital uh digital goods was there an angle uh, to just trying digital first and then moving into actual physical goods i mean yes so uh, we wanted to be you know in that basically we powering those transactions from day one when we started out right so when we pitched this idea to you know banks or others they said you know what oh this is too risky we can't power you yeah. and of course to be able to do payments you need someone to be backing right, you up right 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 and we felt okay we can't keep waiting for them right let's just start some activity mm-hmm. right and all of us had a good amount of social presence so we leveraged that part and we said you know what why not just let you give away your you know used or unused products for free right which could be your books which could be clothes it could be anything 
we started with that due to our own social you know following and presence we were able to get a decent amount of traction with that during that part you know we basically used that to buy time to be able to get some banks and another partners on board which nice. is when we actually had a payment gateway powering us and so the first we started was digital goods so the logic behind that was you know we felt right that digital is the space mm. there there's a sentiment movement about independent authors you know authors trying to self publish not really you know relying with you know going with you know the bigger publishers there are a lot of these indie bands who want to sell to the audience directly instead of having a label come in between you know take away most of the money right so we saw there's a good enough presence or market over there and we went after that it worked out to an extent but over time we realized that uh, digital is it's a great space to be in but it's now going to be able to make you the you know the company that you want to be it's not physical goods physical goods were basically going to be a much bigger chunk always yeah. and somehow you know that entire part about people so this was over your 5 to 6 years back people are still writing the authors writing their own books publishing it themselves is it a big enough space today are they making a lot of money with it no. some are some aren't yeah so <laughs> i, I do remember times. you had like uh, international customers buying ebooks and what not i remember uh, catching up with you guys at some point and say and realizing that people are selling thousands and thousands of dollars worth of uh, software also people yes. are selling software online by their instamojo links so even that was happening even that was happening so we were basically targeting both the us and the indian market right. which i think some of the bigger mistakes we made over time but so that that's that's how we started right and got what is a decent traction right but so a lot of things also happened by serendipity so the first thing we added after the option of selling digital goods is the option to be able to you know, run a event and uh, ah, you know it. let someone you know collect payments when even they are running right and that happened just by serendipity because one of our earlier users who gave us a product came to us saying i'm running this event or this workshop and can i use you to collect payments and we thought well uh why not why not yeah yeah just don't upload a file that's it yeah. right <laughs> yeah so that happened then we said you know what if you take away the event part of it you could just be selling a service like a consultancy service of sorts mm. yeah so that part came in oh that's interesting so like you could get uh, if you're a freelancer you could use it for your own direct billing yeah yes i a, i remember people were selling their time that's fair not just a joke No, because that's actually for freelancers. Generally, that's a really big pain point, right? How do you collect payments, right? If you can send a, hey, here's my payment link. Make your payment. It will tell you exactly how much to pay. It, it would. It's actually a very massive pain point for a pain point for a lot of freelancers and guys who are working on as independent creators. Yeah, yeah, and you could get that integrated with your calendar, with your some other invoicing systems, right. and you know that that'll just work for you. So, so yeah, over time things kept getting added on. Then you know we added physical goods to it. with the option that you could actually be able to ship your products you know using our help so a lot of these things fell in place over time and like i said one of the earlier mistakes we made were made was targeting the us and the indian market mm-hmm. which we figured is something we can't do hmm. for why, a small team oh, us, just because of the difference in regulations not just regulation like the two different markets the problems are solving are very different uh, so for us payments is not really a problem right you have paypal and a lot of other companies right. doing it it's just the option that Yeah, there's someone who could do it in a better manner. There's someone who could add you, you know, give you some more functionality to it. Mm. But in India, the problems are very different. Right? It's like being a first world and a third world problem solving at the same time. Right. And the same product cannot do it in two different right. markets. Right. Not to mention the fact that you need a lot of money to be able to compete in the rather US. than the same ship there. Yeah. So we decided to let go of the US thing for now. Mm. There's a big enough opportunity over here itself. Let's let's focus on that. I remember, uh, of course, you started with. 
uh, your vision, like as I would, uh, if I may say, right, is to obviously build for this SME, uh, larger Indian market of micro SMEs and so on, and not just solve for payments, which is just one aspect of uh, of what you essentially cater for them, but also for a plethora of other. Uh, you know, functions yes. in doing a business. In fact, so one thing you just mentioned, like invoicing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even invoicing is a big yeah, pain, especially for uh, freelancers or mm-hmm. independent professionals or even for a small business who's trying to sell online. Yes, it is. And, I have uh, to, I, I literally have to do that every Friday. Need to carve out the time so that I can make up the invoices that we have to. I mean, like, <laughs> it, it really is, a, it is a massive You should use Insta Mojo. I could use Insta Mojo. I should use Insta Mojo. Yes. I, I don't want to be plugging over here. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. We must be plugging over here. Insta Mojo should sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, see, like I mentioned, right? So, the aim was we're always fascinated by small businesses and a lot of problems that we could be solving over there. Right. So payments is the first part and the most critical part of it because with payments you get a lot of insight into the businesses, you get their trust, you get a lot of data, you know, which helps in a lot of other ways. Right. It helps you being at the center of a transaction, right? That's a core of core of a business. And so the, the first thing we added over time was an online store, which is what a small business needs. Yes. Some of them can afford to have a team or you know, pay off an agency or you know, pay off a Shopify to be able to get, right. you know, a good enough store. But for most of them that's not an option. Right. And we said, why can't we give you a free online store? When yeah. you make transactions, we make some money out of it. Hmm. Otherwise, this is there. This is an online brand of yours, which you spend no money on maintaining. Yeah. Right. So we had that. Today, we have like more than 10,000 stores on Instamojo. Oh, wow. Okay. That's which, a big number. Yeah. And this this whole movement of sorts, right? So the kind of products that we see, it's just incredible. Hmm. Stuff that, you know... You can't be searching for on Google or on Flipkart. Like, you just don't know these things exist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone from Kashmir selling, you know, rhubarb oil soap and water. Like, a lot of, lot of okay. very indigenous stuff that we see on sale. So, sometimes it's just fascinating to be able to look at these products that we have internally and figure out, you know, how can we leverage this? You know, how can we expose this to a whole new community out there? Right, yeah. That's actually, India or beyond. So That's an interesting opportunity as well, right? I mean, like, do... Yeah. That's actually the story, right? The fact that you're putting every small, you know, in the I think the West they say mom and pop shops, mm-hmm. right? Literally in India there are street sellers, mm-hmm. there are small shops, there are kiranas, there are handlooms and whatnot. Like if you go into more and more cities in the country, so all exposing all of those guys to the rest of the world as a market, yeah. I think. In fact, these are still businesses, right? What we're talking about are still businesses who have a partnership or some kind of incorporation. Mm-hmm. We're sitting right here in Bandra. You have no idea about the number of, you know, homemakers in Bandra itself who are selling things like oh, candles yeah. and cupcakes out of their homes. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes, of course. And Non-registered, I, not yeah, businesses. Just, yeah. just individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they use all kinds of social media like Facebook and Instagram to be able to, you know, promote their products. Right. right. And behind them, there is Instamojo who's helping them convert these sales to be able to close out the transaction, to be able to help and ship these products over time. Amazing. So that's, what do you think is your roadmap and where are you so far in this, uh, you know, helping build out this ecosystem? Obviously, like you said, right? I mean, you guys in 2012 were obviously one of the first, I would say, guys to even think along these lines. Uh, and I maybe just the flip cards of the world were sort of starting out seeing their scale and now you have obviously Amazon and all these large marketplace sort of giants, right, which are always uh, taking up uh, 
mind share with people but again it's hard to discover things there and i think more branded mm-hmm. stuff is anyway the market there they're trying to replace the uh you know the malls the, the supermarket yeah yeah they're trying to replace the mall the nehru place and the lamington yeah. roads exactly so but we are, that's not what you're going after yeah. so wh- what do you think is the overall uh, challenge which you're trying to solve here like there are i mean based on whatever research report you go by mm-hmm. but even at a very conservative estimate there are at least a couple of million small and micro businesses out there who are being run in a very inefficient manner mm-hmm. the primary fact being they don't either have the know how or the the bandwidth to be able to leverage things like you know internet to be able to have their own website mm-hmm. be it for payments or for any other thing right a lot of these guys spend 30 to 40% of their time just trying to ship their products yeah. and that's because a bigger company will not entertain them and that small scale doesn't make sense for them right so which is why we come like you know we can help you do all of these things bring you all the technology that a flipkart can afford to have for itself can we bring this for the millions of smes out there right that's that's a bigger vision in helping these businesses come online grow their business online and yeah to do things in an efficient lazier manner so efficiency is i think the core thing that you're trying to kind of solve right yes. you're trying to make it so that uh, these guys get the uh, the benefits of efficiency that larger companies with more uh, resources resources are able to kind of do interesting yeah that makes sense. of course right i mean it's a it's a saas platform it's online you go mm-hmm. register yourself sign up start up again but on the side of payments like payments and fintech as the word is <laughs> has been the centerpiece of conversation since uh, yeah 2012 when onwards right and every year there seems to be one more layer added on to the fintech story that oh now payments was hard then p2p payments was hard then Oh, wallets, wallets were hot then now <laughs> lending, lending is there now lending is hot so there's so much to do or says at least there's a lot to talk about in fintech i don't know exactly how much to do but you guys are out there solving for a real use case right you're growing uh, and you're seeing lot more and more people join your platform uh, what is the core i mean i would say uh, reason why someone joins you guys versus going to these larger aggregator kind of platforms i don't think they have an option uh and it's still the banks are still stupid and the and everyone is just no, not doing it as efficiently as you guys are there, there's stupid. also expense right i mean like some of the stuff has cost to set up which for a small business becomes unaffordable right if i'm not mistaken instamojo is free to set up yeah. whereas the cheapest payment gateway that you're going to get otherwise is like 25 30 grand at least to set up even if you don't have the fee Oh. uh just the cost of setting it up yeah in terms of paying salary to you know your you your yeah, team or too. an external yeah. developer right that itself is way more yeah. so i wouldn't say the banks or other companies are stupid right everyone has a priorities they know where their money is right there's a reason the entire msme space has been uncatered to mm-hmm. it's because the incentives for a bank or a bigger company lie elsewhere right now for a lot of these businesses the kind of products or services they sell platform like flipkart or amazon is the not the way for it like we said right flipkart is powering the say trying to replace the lamington road of sorts right what you're doing is you're putting up commodities over there you go to flipkart to buy a phone or a laptop essentially you're looking for a specific kind of a product you're not really concerned who is selling it right that's right when we make a transaction i know i bought it on flipkart do we ever say oh this was an abc retailer behind it right. that's nope. absolutely no idea who nobody cares what we have right all we say oh flipkart assured amazon fulfilled there yes yeah that's what makes sense so What we don't do is, you know, when we put these businesses out there, right? It's our own brand. That's what we are leveraging. Like, right? mm-hmm. it's you. It's not. Instagram doesn't come in and say, you know, we are giving you something. Mm-hmm. All 
Insta Mojo brings in is that level of trust, which, which helps a buyer get convinced. And you know what? If something goes wrong, Insta Mojo would you know help me say get my money back. Right. So mm. we add that trust part to it. Mm. But essentially, it's you, your brand out there, which is selling something. Right. So we want to give these businesses a platform where they can expose themselves. So their own customer base becomes kind of critical in terms of that as well, right? Yes. They need to basically sell to people who they're already selling to, and basically use those people as ways to kind of push this forward too. So yes, of course, you're selling it to people you know yeah. or you know whom you can reach out to. Right. But also using other ways, we are able to help them get more visibility. Okay. So the way we optimize your own online store hmm. via SEO and you know right. few ways, it just gives you say two x the reach of what you usually have. Mm-hmm. What we don't do is directly drive customers to you today. Correct. That's something which we could be addressing but over time. I think you have other tools as well, right, to help with the marketing and stuff like yes. that, right? So I can you talk about that a bit? Like, well, how would you help a small business? who is trying to, who's basically trying to sell to their, they have their existing customer base. Now they want to move beyond that a little bit, right? So what kind of tools do you guys have that can help with that kind of stuff? So one of the things, I mean, apart from SEO and, you know, being able to get organic reach for your, for your, you know, products or services, one of the things that you're working on right now is being able for you to advertise on Facebook. Ah, okay. So when you put up your product on Instamojo, it comes with the link. It comes. Because a lot of these people, again, don't have nice. the know-how to be able to go and advertise over there. Right, right, it's right. It's a complicated system, right? Oh, how do I bid? What is a bid? How much do I pay? What's a good number to, right. what's a good budget to have for this? So that's something which you're going to be taking care of in a very productized manner, not by, you know. Manually helping. Yeah, no, obviously. Nobody make an agency and say, no, there are 20 people who will do this for you. That's, right. that's not the point. So yeah, that's some of the things that you're working on. Uh, another thing that you're doing right now is, which again comes back to the fintechs, space is lending right so uh, doing all these partnerships with a bunch of players to be able to lend you money okay which essentially helps you and you know for whatever for reason like credit right? cycles and stuff like yeah, that it or? could be for your working capital cycles it okay. could be to be able to you know expand your capacity of sort okay. so, which yeah which yeah. again helps you that's growing a business really right? interesting because i mean like uh, that seems to be much more in the uh, bank space than the you know i mean like you're actually giving uh, you're you're, uh, you're telling credit. somebody that this person is credit worthy because we've seen what their business is like, right? You're you're yeah. basically putting that out there. There's so much of data that we have. There's so much right. of insights that we can bring out. And we're able to take calls saying, okay, this is a business that we've seen over the past two years. There's an X amount of, you know, sales that this is how they've been growing. Right. If you're able to give this business, say, a couple of lakh rupees, hmm. based on our prediction, it, it can really grow it to a certain really extent. Right, 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 right. And there are a bunch of banks and other NBFCs who... We're dying to partner with us on this. That's really cool, man. I really like that. That's a really interesting way to use the things that you guys yeah. are doing. Yeah. In fact, uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the kind of things you see in the underbelly of <laughs> payments. <laughs> because that's where it gets murky. Ah, murky yeah. is good. Hey, welcome back. So I think we left off at a point where we were just getting to understand how, while everything is great when you're solving uh, for people who really need a service like this, especially payments, being able to help them with a store, help them with all the other, you know, infrastructure stuff which you provide when they're genuinely trying to run their business. There is always, and I guess this is why banks are overtly cautious, there is always this entire side of scams and fraud and (laughs) a whole underbelly of how what people are trying to just game the system right and i Mm -hmm. think like everyone all these payment processors have entirely built their businesses or uh they're always sort of running against 
people trying to you know undercut them or yeah. swindle them in some way so how did you all uh, you know what's your thoughts on that like from day one i know you guys have taken that really seriously mm-hmm. uh, how did that work out and how's it been so if you look at the traditional way of doing it uh, and which is why you know when we touched upon the point earlier that a bank will take a month long time to approve you to payments right what they essentially do is be the bank on your traditional player just look at your history see if you know as an individual as a business you have a safe you know you have decent enough track record they do a physical checks in terms of you know are you able to actually fulfill whatever you're claiming to sell a lot of those things are you really making cupcakes or do they have yes. something else <laughs> <for them? laughs> and they, they they do they do have surprise audits and stuff so yeah they have good processes to deal with it it's just that that's something which you can't take to the msme space right because it's good when you work with you know dozens or a few hundred or thousand of you know these merchants right. you can't use that to scale to a lakh and a million merchants right so on day one we figured or i think the wisest wisest thing we ever did is we need to have very very robust risk systems to to be able to scale this mm-hmm. as a business and the first company we looked at is paypal how they do it globally and i think they do a tremendous job of it if a lot of their risk team is based in chennai which you know manages mm-hmm. this but uh, so we took a lot of inspiration from there we spoke to a lot of people to understand you know what are the good ways to do it and there are there are two key parts to it right so when a merchant signs up on instamojo today there's the initial part so you sign up today you upload a couple of documents right which is a pan card and bank statement right. that's it and in a matter of 2 minutes our system approves you or rejects you right so that's one part right? which is like you can say at the entry point and there are a lot of things over time that we keep looking at which is about you as a business which is how does that again you know fall in line with you know the other businesses like yours hmm. so for example i know that you know there's this travel agent who's doing ex business somewhere right now as a as a category travel agents have a particular pattern mm. they have a seasonality they have certain ways of running the business right do you fall in line with that or not so a lot of these things which the system keeps checking for and there is the buyer side transaction part of it right so how do your customers come how do they pay are there any specific patterns that we observe in this so what time we discovered a lot of things in fact yeah like you mentioned the end of belly i think every week or so there is a new mo that we discover oh this okay. is a new way someone is trying to gain the system wow <laughs> <laughs> so see essentially you have you have merchants who try to you know take their customers for a ride right at the same time you have customers who try to you know take the merchants for a ride and you pay for wow. something oh. and you just go and claim oh i haven't got it i haven't got this oh, product okay. instead of a soap you sent me a break or you didn't send me anything a lot of those things right in india the buyer side fraud is fairly controlled okay. because of a focus on 2fa and otps and right right, yeah, right. so rbi has done a good job at that so huh. but the merchant side risk massive okay what we're seeing recently is a new kind of a collusion between the merchants and buyers <laughs> okay so yeah i mean so the buyer pays the merchant the merchant says the product is or what it has been delivered right. they get their money over time the buyer comes and says you know what oh this i haven't got it right i, I, I want my money back or oh i tell you a very interesting thing that we you know we've been seeing recently mm. uh what the buyers are doing is again i'm not sure if i should be saying this <laughs> i'm it, sure my it. team is going to kill me okay this is only example i'll give nobody is listening <laughs> say it nothing nothing more than this uh <laughs> so a few examples very recently uh when you know say a buyer is paying say 50 rupees to a particular merchant for anything what they're doing is they're taking their statements photoshopping it whatever and making that 50 rupees look like 50000 What? Okay. Yeah. And they come back and so this is a way when they actually said to the merchant saying you know what your payment partner has defaulted me they are charging me 50000 for something which are selling for 50 rupees. 
and wow. that merchant again now our trust is, is at stake over yeah, yeah. the merchant just you know comes to us and says you know what this is what you're doing and we're like oh boss wait chill <laughs> wow <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wow and then of course so you know there are ways we identify that there are ways we deal with it but yeah so these are some very interesting things like every day there is a new mo like i said which keeps cropping up interesting it's all on the buyer side that this stuff is happening the merchant side is no actually merchant is far more huh. uh, so there are a lot of internally like we have this matrix kind of a thing huh. where you have your business categories and you have the locations of these okay. businesses right in this matrix if you put a point somewhere the system will tell you what is the risk level of this particular okay. category for this so there right. are certain areas which have been blacklisted in the system okay because we see a lot of fraud originating from those right right so no. there are certain categories which are far more prone to i'm guessing to mobile phones mobile phones is something that we don't really deal with ah, okay. like i said that's the flip card category right 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 but yeah so i don't think i can go deeper into that okay but yeah so uh, if you what we can say is any kind of a business or a location and when i say location can be a bigger city it can be a tier 3 4 city as well ah. you give us a name and we'll be able to come back saying you no know, what what is If you want to venture out there, what is the risk you should be prepared for? Wow, that's some that's, massive amounts of data you yeah, guys collect. But that's where that's where it all the intelligence comes from, I guess, right? That, Being able to run a platform like this. Yeah, that's what the juice is. Like we figure, right? So today at Instamojo, we have a risk team of five people. Wow, which looks at over three lakh merchants, which looks at like a lot of thousand transactions on a daily basis. Right. So, yeah, I don't think we can, you know. You don't want to be having a team of a hundred and over time five hundred members just to be able to do this, right? right? This right. has to be done with technology. This has to be done with a lot of algorithms and AI and stuff. So that's where a major emphasis is, which has always been from day one. So I think that's one of the wisest calls we ever taken. Mm-hmm. Like we can go slow, but let's get this bit right. Right. Because if this is not there, then you're basically building a castle on a very flimsy yep. foundation. Yeah, and and like you said, this is the reality of the market also. So you have to deal with it. If people are always out there trying to uh, game the system yeah. and do things like this, oh, it's crazy, man. And it's not about India, right? I mean, you go to any place, right? Yeah. You go to India, Thailand, USA, wherever. Yeah, people will always be trying that. That's right. that's a part of the scatter mouse game is always there. Mm. amazing and no wonder now everyone's talking about blockchain <laughs> and and aadhar and all these other systems when you hear about these stories suddenly for a moment you think maybe maybe these guys are on to yeah. something yeah. but i'm not sure if you guys have gone there yet no no but yeah we need something a blockchain for trust or something there yeah oh my god is that's that your that's an interesting your, idea actually is that the next thing you guys are building that's you can't nice, tell us that's a unicornable <laughs> <laughs> the moment you add blockchain to your deck is it's there. like the billion dollar fab is out there but uh, but again just to add one more point aadhar as well right aadhar is a one thing which uh, is useful for identity right. in fact i just used it to get a mobile phone number oh really yeah 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 i actually went to i went to replace I a sim card of mine i didn't do that man shit and there was the geo guy outside the airtel store and he said i could give you a sim right here on the spot he literally was outside the airtel store <laughs> <laughs> he's like selling it like bhaji but you know so yeah so aadhar verified sim in few minutes but are, are you concerned where your data will end up dude i don't know where my data is <laughs> i accept it i mean like there there's no point in fighting at this point so so you obviously there are these systems so how how much do you work with uh, platforms like aadhar or gst for that matter and you know all these other constructs of uh, infrastructure so i mean aadhar specifically we haven't done anything 
but gst is definitely one of the things that you know we are working on right. so there are there are a few plans that you know in fact we'll see something out on gst from instamojo maybe the next quarter or so awesome uh, but yeah, that's as a whole right conceptually i think it's a brilliant thing it just enables a lot of or basically manages a lot of these businesses to come online yeah. and you know digitize their business right so i'll give you an example when we started out back in 2012 or in the first year or so every business that i spoke with or eight of 10 businesses that i spoke with this is oh i'm happy with cash yeah. i don't care about mm-hmm. it i'm cash is good cash is great now they Today, want the input credit i just don't hear that that thing like yeah. no one talks about cash yeah. really no one talks about cash it's well, a, maybe I, one of 10 <laughs> <laughs> okay. i'm sure there are many who do but i mean like at the same time a gst I'm a fan. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned it here, but I've mentioned it on a bunch of places. I think GST is a great thing in many ways. Yeah. Uh, there are issues, but I mean, like nonetheless, just the yeah. basic idea I, behind it is fantastic. Yeah, I think the issues, the execution has to be better. They'll issues. get ironed out. There are issues. I mean, everything has issues. When you yeah. try and uh, roll out a platform to a billion people, there are going to be issues. Some of them are predictable issues, but nonetheless, there are always going to be issues. I think just generally, it's a more positive thing. I think it really helps with this kind of stuff, right? Especially in the small scale space, right? Mm-hmm. I think it becomes an extremely uh, valuable tool for them because they were never taking input credit on anything that they never. were creating, right? Now all of a sudden, that becomes a big thing. Now, once you get input credit, that changes the entire mathematics of doing business in cash versus not doing it in cash. And I think that's uh, uh, this. And, and was that part comes right? You also feel that you know what? Okay, now. maybe i don't need to be hiding my income yeah. maybe yeah. things should be accounted for yeah. and it makes sense to do that because you're incentivized to it yes. right when you are saving 35% on everything at that point in time you're like ah, i'm saving 35% now you're saving 12% on everything now 12% is that really worth the effort of like having the possibility of the taxman coming and knocking <laughs> on my door you know i mean like that the ma- the, the incentives change the math changes in your head totally that's true so obviously platforms like this i would say, you would say are beneficial to uh the cause which yeah. you're going after right i think that's like a a broader movement as such right so every individual of business does realize that okay you know you can shy away from it today but in the course of time you'll have to be there mm-hmm. and i think which is where be it payments or you know with, with e-commerce right with flipkarts and make my trade you know doing doing the good work that they are every business does realize that, you know this is where i want to be i don't want to be shying away from it yeah. even if it at a cost that you know I'll get accounted for. It's okay because that's where the future is, right? And that's where the bigger growth and the story is. So, but at the same on the same lines, uh, another new thing development which we've seen lately is obviously, like I said, fintech as a space is always evolving. And while you guys are going to go and do lending and all these other you know innovations in the uh, around the central core theme of payments. uh even the bigger folks like a whatsapp is mm-hmm. now in the payment space right and i think that for you guys have has been something uh do you see that as an opportunity do you see that as a threat because i know initially you guys were the links being shared on whatsapp and now it's whatsapp payments directly so how how do you think see that ecosystem evolving since you're very close to that space i love it i think it's incredible that someone like whatsapp is putting its might behind it that yeah. someone like google is putting its might behind this i think it's incredible what helps is uh, so the way i see it right we are still a small company we are like a boat and when these bigger companies you know come in the game that rises the tide mm. and when the tide rises all of us benefit from it right what it does is it helps create the awareness amongst the audience what every business individual is seeing you know what i can be online i can be doing these things i can pay online which which a much simpler mm. way and that's where we come in now when a business realizes that you know they want to be 
giving an online option to their customer or they want to be given an online presence so their customers can find them mm-hmm. where do they go which is where we come in right so over the years right uh, and especially whenever you talking to any investor in the last you know 3 to 5 years the first question is always you're competing with ptm yes <laughs> and i don't think we've ever been able to you know give them a satisfactory answer right if we are or we are not but like no we are not in fact it's incredible whatever they're doing it helps us in a similar the same analogy which i gave yeah. for whatsapp and google right. it's the same it creates the friendliness towards online payments just generally it just brings more people out yeah. there it increases the awareness because someone like us at the scale where we are right we're not out there spending billions of dollars on uh say mass media to be able to educate these guys right someone else is doing the job right. and we are reaping the benefits of it that's true and in fact uh, like again google, facebook which is whatsapp or google or now paytm like speaking in the same breath uh, as well right uh, they are focusing on india as this big centerpiece for this to happen and that's simply because there is that much opportunity here so what for you are you still uh, like you're obviously helping more of individual sellers and unstructured businesses smes micro smes and so on do you see from a value chain point of view is the market deeper and is it still that big and valuable like what's your outlook i know as a noble cause it all looks great i mean of course even the paytm is going after this whole unbanked mm-hmm. uh population and so on right mm-hmm. but a lot of us draw parallels to china we draw parallels to us markets and i the sense i get is that those markets ha- are at a different age than india is so how long do you think this story is going to take for you know this msme mm-hmm. to you know actually show value for uh, the kind of efforts you guys are putting i think it'll take a long time yeah while things might get accelerated over a period of time mm-hmm. it still is going to be a marathon journey of course compared with china is just way too unfair china is like way ahead mm-hmm. uh, the amount of the way things have changed in the last two decades or there is just incredible mm-hmm. but i could see a similar shift happening here but that's that's at a broader level right beat in the entire consumer or e-commerce space will see that or in the payment space will see that at an msme space the game is much more much more difficult right yeah because the the diversity of businesses the way they spread out the way to reach out to them all of that is just way too way too challenging and if you look at india right in the last say, two decades there have been two businesses which i see have done a great job in the sme space i won't even go to the micro space mm. which is another ball game mm. the companies like justile and india mart mm. who've been able to you know carve out a niche for themselves they've gone public mm-hmm. uh, they've done a tremendous job right it took them a good 10 15 years yeah, to be able yeah. to reach the stage where where they where yeah. they got right so that's something which internally you know we keep talking to each other as a team you know we tell everyone right especially the younger folks in the company this is not a space where you know what you'll start and in 5 years you'll be a unicorn or something right <laughs> we might be we might know we don't really you, care for you it if you add blockchain yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is something which is going to take time, right? So and that's that's the that's actually the reality, right? Yeah. I mean, people, you have, and you guys obviously know it. Uh, but a lot of the other stories, which I mean, obviously the media and everyone focuses on, is about this almost overnight success yeah. and all that. That's not <laughs> what it is. I think I think that's just so unfair because uh, when you know, we, you know, in the younger crop of be it you know people who join startups or the founders, there is just this incredible. aspiration or a dream that you know what will become something big like very soon right they just don't have the patience or stamina to to get there so i think that the media does a great uh, injustice in that sense yeah. right 
No, so that's where I think the story is that if you stick at it and obviously build out a business which is sustainable throughout that long marathon, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, then you will. Uh, you there is there's some really interesting stuff down the road. Yep. So awesome, man! Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. I think uh, we got some really interesting stuff out of you. Yeah, great insights. About man. I hope so. <laughs> about what this market's all about. And uh, look forward to hearing more uh, from Instamojo yes. and uh, all the cool stuff you guys are building. Definitely. yeah. And shout out to all our listeners here. If you want to sell something online, go and put it on Instamojo. That makes sense. Also, please remember to go and sign up for the Slack channel. You can go to the website, ivmpodcast.com slash junior one. Over there, there'll be a button saying, I would like to subscribe to Slack press that button send us your email address and we'll send you an invite also please do the ratings on itunes or wherever you listen to the podcast see if there's a place to rate it and just give us a rating that kind of really helps in making sure people know more about this awesome thank you thank you thank you guys